The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. It's Pat and Stu, 727 back. If you'd like to, you know, call and say hi. That be, we'd love that. Free hot dogs for everybody who calls today. Yep. Uh, for Jeffy if you will, go get them yourself. Jeffy will provide them. Yeah. I mean, well, just bill oh. Jeffy. Bill Jeffy. And, and if he doesn't mm. obviously pay, he can just sue him. You absolutely could bill me. <laughs> um, the state of journalism today, Pat, is it's not a good one. Um, and, you know, you see a lot of this uh, all over the media, all over the Internet. People just, you know, making stories out of unsourced tweets. People, like, mm. this happens all the time. So let's start with one of our own. This is, uh, I, this is an incredible video. Watch this video. Again, it's somebody on the Internet who's made it. Is it true? I don't know. This is a Jeffy. This is like the Jeffy segment. Nothing you're about to say. I have no idea which part of this is true or not, but I was amazed <laughs> by it anyway. So with okay. that setup. You know Oliver Stone did an interview with Vladimir Putin, uh, yes. and his in the case, in the uh, Vladimir Putin uh, interview, they tried to make the case that we are bombing ISIS. We're taking out ISIS. Mm. Let me show you how we do it. Look at what someone on the internet somehow discovered. And again, I give. I'm telling you in advance. This is like Donald Trump's <laughs> ninth level assistant. Sort of information, but I'm going to go mm. with it anyway because I just found it interesting. Here it is. Watch this video. They kind of set it up as you go. Okay. Uh, this is from the Putin interviews. That's how your air forces are operating. Bombing ISIS. You see it all blown up on the iPhone. The militants are running with arms. Putin explaining this to Oliver Stone. Not just machine guns. Uh, now, this is Afghanistan footage from the U.S. Now, watch this. Hmm, looks like the same sort of spraying of the sure explosions, does. doesn't it? Yeah. Now watch them side by side. All right. It's the same footage. It's the exact, it's the exact same, same, footage. same footage. He's showing U.S. footage. Uh, again, if yeah, that's true. That was cool. I, I saw that thing a long time ago. I mean, yeah. 10 years ago, probably. No, that that was said. It was 2013 footage. So it might, I, I, mean, I don't been, think it is. Really? Yeah, I, I that seems to me that I, I I don't know. It seems like I was Since in Houston when I saw they're, that. There's similar footage, which know. is why he can Maybe. get away with it, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, if yeah. that's true. Nobody's ever going to know for sure, probably. Mm -hmm. Huh? Interesting. 
I mean, and this is the point here, of course, is that, you know, Putin uses propaganda. Um, and whether even, I mean, it's very possible, I would say, in this particular instance, that Putin might not even know that it's not really his footage. Yeah. Right? Like, someone could be, oh, show him this. You know, who knows? Um, but they really do. I will say that, like, the Russians seem to be trolling us quite a bit. Like, mm -hmm. they seem they to. They sure do. I mean, they seem to almost do things in a way that's intended to piss everybody off over here. Mm. Man, that was not the way it used to be. Glenn talked about this a little bit on radio today, and that, like, you know, people who are 25 years old were only the small children when 9-11 happened. I mean, the P I remember, you know, let me go back to an obvious huge moment in history, the documentary Rocky IV, in which the Cold War was ended by an incredible speech mm. by the boxer Rocky Balboa after he defeated Ivan Drago mm -hmm. in a 15-round fight that he was, I think, clearly trailing if it had gone the distance. We don't even have 15-round boxing matches anymore. There are only 12, right, now? I mean, but this is a 15-round match. Very brutal. Mm. Uh, really, seemingly none of the rules applied. At times, he would be knocked down. He'd just stand right back up. There would be no standing eight count. They wouldn't push him to the side. They right. wouldn't let him. He would just fall down and get back up. There were head butts, and, and mm -hmm. he'd be thrown across the ring. Almost none of the actual rules of boxing applied mm -hmm. in this particular match, but it was unsanctioned. He went out and got a chair from the audience and beat him over the head with yeah. it. <laughs> It really wasn't. But it did end the Cold War, so it was, yes, it was a positive. It so it was overall. all worth it. Uh, it was and, all worth but it. But I mean, end. think about how foreign that must be to someone who's 25 years old. Because mm -hmm. I mean, 9-11 is essentially foreign. At 25, I guess you'd remember it probably. You'd be what, uh, 28? Right. Um, so you, you might remember it, but it, you're not going to, you know, you, it's going to be a, it's going to be how I, like, I remember the Challenger blowing up when I was nine, right? Uh, or 10. I don't 86. know how old you were then. No, 86? Yes. Uh, so I was 10. Mm -hmm. And I remember okay. it happening in school, but very faintly. Like, I remember it being a traumatic event, but I didn't understand it at all. I just remember it being a thing everyone was talking about. And we, had, we wheeled in the, the TV to watch it yeah. go up and everything. Uh, I don't remember that because I wasn't in school yet. I, uh, I was four. I was four years old when the Challenger. You were born in 82? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, didn't you so. tell me that you voted for Ronald Reagan? I lied. I made that up. You lied, that's yeah, for sure. I it's lied. just a matter of which time you were lying. <laughs> uh, Bloomberg, according to Bloomberg, get this. Uh, mm. Trump has blamed the North Koreans and their brutal regime for the students' death they killed. <laughs> Why would you blame North Korea for killing him just because they killed him? Why? Well, I, why I mean, would you do that? Oh, I'm sorry. Is North Korea uh, uh, responsible for all botulism? Is that what's? Is that, oh, <laughs> we're gonna believe that one now? Uh, this is what you no, get. No, just this kid's botulism is <laughs> kind of what I'm probably saying. Shouldn't even have, he probably didn't even have botulism. No, of course. And they said there's no evidence of any botulism ever. Um, oh, but I, did they do an autopsy on them? On him? Are we gonna? Are we gonna hear some results? I hope about what killed him. Uh, yeah, I know they said that he lost brain matter in every yeah, area in of every the brain. Set. I yeah. mean, I, they're definitely saying. I mean, McCain came out and said they murdered him. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, <clears throat> not insignificant. I don't know what you know. It's an interesting thing. What do you do here? Because I don't know. They Sanctions? just murdered one of our people yeah. for no reason. For no reason. For no reason at all. Uh, and, like, and you can't let them just do that because no. they'll think they can just do that then to more people. But, I mean, you get into a, a war with a nuclear power uh, No, I think you, I you do some kind of sanction. I guess that's what you have to you do. Yeah. Uh, you here is the, or you uh, blockade the freaking country. I don't know, but there's, there needs to be repercussions for it, for sure. You know what? No more Dennis Rodman for them. None. 
They get none. I don't want to get that extreme. Maybe we, maybe you know, Dennis. It's got to be a proportional. Maybe response. Dennis has to stay there. Yeah, yes, you have to keep <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Uh, and it is. This goes to another point because I, I'm constantly guilty of this, and I've been constantly guilty of it before I read this article, and constantly guilty of it since. Jonah Goldberg wrote an article back in 2009 that I was reminded of today, and, and posted on my Facebook page. Which, by the way, if you're not following, what the hell is wrong with you? What the hell? What is wrong with you? So and anyway, if you're not following mine, what, just what because I haven't posted anything in three months. What is wrong with what you? What is wrong? You go there right now and like it. And if you do, then maybe I'll post something else. And then, Jeffy, you shouldn't follow. No, you should shouldn't. absolutely thumb up me. No, no that's you should true. not do that. Uh, anyway, the point being, uh, it's up there if you want to read it. Um, and it was on at World of Stew as well on Twitter. I posted it. But it's, it, was a, it was a story about, hey, you know, the whole never forget thing, we apply to a lot of things. Why don't we apply it to North Korea? Like this, like... The, he, in, the, in the article, he makes a point that the North Korean equivalent to the gulag, to the concentration camp, these dungeons that they have, have lasted 12 times as long as the Nazi concentration camps. Mm. They have lasted twice as long as the gulags. And really, like, it's, he's kind of a joke. We all sort of just laugh about it and we make jokes about it. I mean, in reality, he's murdered, and him and his, and his dad and his dad before that, they've murdered millions of people. Mm -hmm. This is not just something. Like, this is, an, this is the actual real world uh, Hitler, maybe not to the exact efficiency levels of Hitler, but I mean, it's that type of imprisonment of an entire people. Mm -hmm. And really, it just kind of is like, ah, oh, we made that movie, that Seth, Seth Rogen made a movie about it. I, I know. And it's weird how we treat it. I don't know why. Yeah. It's, a, it's a nuclear power. It's oppression. It's killing its own citizens. Mm -hmm. I mean, you now we see it here with our citizens, and it's, we're kind of like, oh, wow, well, let's re be reminded about this. But, I mean, it is a big deal, and we do not treat it as you'd think we would. We, treat, we treated even Rwanda or Darfur, we treat, we treated with some seriousness. North Korea, I don't know, because the guy wears goofy outfits and has a dumb haircut. We seem to just kind of, like, blow it off. Yeah. It really is a big deal. Yeah. From a human rights perspective and a threat perspective. And here's uh, Trump talking about it. And I just wanted to pass on word that Otto Warmbier has just passed away. He spent a year and a half in North Korea. A lot of bad things happened. But at least we got him home to be with his parents, where they were so happy to see him, even though he was in very tough condition, but he just passed away a little while ago. That's a brutal regime. And we'll be able to handle it. What? What? Uh, I mean, again, I don't, I don't understand the whole Trump thing. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, I find President Trump has his best moments when I don't see them. That is really... <laughs> Like uh, again, it's hard like, to find one. Th there's nothing. He didn't do anything wrong there, but it's just like, what are you talking about? And we'll He's take just... care. Of what? <laughs> I just can't. I, I can't take him seriously. Anything he said, it's really tough. It's tough. It is. It is. There's no hurry. Uh, I think we've expressed that a time or two. Okay, so that's the. Really I'm not trying the point not of this. to go. It's not the point of this. Not the you know, nuclear. But uh, uh, so Salon. Uh, says that this might be America's biggest idiot frat boy. That's what yeah. that's what they were saying about this kid when he got captured. Yeah. When he got captured, when when he took a poster off the wall. We don't even know if he left with it. He just but there is video of him, I guess, taking it off the wall. Big deal.
and so they uh, hammered the kid. Nightly show host Larry Wilmore uh, dissected the case of, of uh, Otto Warmbier, University of Virginia student. Um, what are you expecting? Some spring break spot with a bunch of strip clubs? Uh, that's how they were uh, mocking him. Uh, the next night, Pyongyang isn't some game you play with Coors Light and Solo Cups. It's it's just tough for me to have much sympathy for this guy mm. and his crocodile tears. Mm. Wow. Now we I, I thought guess, these were the compassionate people. Yeah. I thought these were the feeling people. I, I thought these were the people who cut everybody slack and were all diverse and inclusive. You can't include just that little incident, which was really no big deal. Apparently not. Yeah, and, and we should point out that uh, Otto Warmbier did outlive the career of Larry Wilmore. Thank goodness. Uh, thank God. Um, but still, I mean, this is a, it's a point Where did that go on? Up. So that's already over, huh? Yeah, the nightly show. Yeah, the nightly show was a very short run. But, I mean, I think we should go back maybe and pull that monologue, maybe some uh, clips of it for tomorrow's show. I mm-hmm. believe we could do that because that, that, it's worth looking at how they treated this situation. This is yeah, an American is. prisoner. And, and really, there's no... Uh, political bent to this like it wasn't like this guy was like a known hardcore conservative that was no, over right. there like i don't know why they trashed this guy because really just... he was white yeah uh, you know a lot of them were throwing white privilege, white privilege around saying like he thought he, he could go into any other you know country and don't worry about their culture i can do whatever i want i'm a frat boy that was not the attitude at all no i mean yes he did something stupid and he shouldn't have done it assuming that it's true i mean i've heard that it, you there's footage of it i don't know um, point being, though, come on, this is not a, a proportional response. It is not. Uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't murder somebody because they took a poster down. No. Which is what they must have done. They must have beaten him so badly that, you know, they, they, uh, they knocked him into a coma and, from which he never recovered. And then, you know, whatever bruises and, and cuts and contusions he had cleared up in the last year. I mean, and that's probably what they, they, they kept him alive on life support seemingly for over a year. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they shipped him back here, I mean, all they did was basically unplug him. I mean, it didn't seem like it was, they couldn't have known he was going to die two days after they shipped him back. I think they were keeping him alive artificially, letting all of his wounds heal, letting, make, making it look like they didn't beat the hell out of him. And then, you know, you, you trot him back to the United States so he can die. I mean, that was really it. I it mean, is I do so feel sad. So sad. Crushed for the parents. Again, Me there's too. no, this is not like. You feel crushed for a parent who go, has a kid who goes through some terrible bout with drugs and winds up dying. You, f- of course, feel terrible about that. You feel terrible. Mm-hmm. But, like, here's a guy who really, I mean, there was no evidence he did anything, uh, you know, that he was acting erratically. He did he had one little dumb prank. And, yeah, that was, it wasn't a good find idea. Him. Find him $1,000 let him go home. That's all that had to be done there. Or boot him out of the country. Yeah, you kick know, him that, out of the country, yeah. which is what we'd probably do. Just get him out. Yeah. He was leaving anyway, so goodbye. And you can never come back. We're going to ban you from our nation. Oh, well. But that's the kind of thing that should have happened here. And, of course, it didn't. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. I like that show. It's been, it's been referred to often as the greatest show ever done on television like, or like, radio. And one of the reasons, if you just want a, a quick example of it, was the shot of Jeffy just sitting there looking down for, with not speaking for <coughs> multiple yeah. seconds for no reason. It was That's riveting. T- that was riveting. <laughs> and 
No, it wasn't your fault. I'm not even bashing you this time. <laughs> <laughs> You're just taking pot shots at the uh, yeah. at the crew in the control room. Yeah, which is, as we're saying, it's the best fun. show ever. There's just a shot yeah. of Jeffy just staring down at his computer, not saying anything. Because they're assuming. <laughs> you know darn well what they're assuming. No, well, it's the best well, show they, ever. You know, except for right. They actually were trying to predict my jokes, and I want you to know I'm not that predictable. Okay, <laughs> all right. You never know where I'm gonna go. Am I gonna say Jeffy's a good guy? Maybe. Maybe that's the next step in this little train we're all on together. <laughs> Although probably not. And maybe, not. maybe monkeys will fly out my butt. It's possible. It is po it's possible. Well, do you want a shot of Pat's butt to see if monkeys no. are flying out of there? No, we Who do not. Who knows what's going to happen with his butt? Yeah, you just don't know. We don't know. You don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, all right. Uh, Scott Pelly, you got to love him. Uh, bless his heart. He, geez, I, I don't know that I've ever seen Scott Pelly go off like this. Uh, on some stupid, weird, idiotic rant. Uh, but he, he did last night, and uh, here's a look. It's time to ask whether the attack on the United States Congress yesterday was foreseeable, predictable, because it wasn't last night, self-inflicted. <laughs> Too many leaders and political commentators who set an example for us to follow have led us into an abyss of violent rhetoric, which it behavior. should be no surprise has led to violence. No. As children no, were taught, words will never hurt me. But when you think about it, violence almost always it, begins with words. with words. In Twitter world, we've come to believe that Twitter our first world. thought is our best thought. Ooh, what a powerful line. For all of us. <laughs> powerful, politicians, Scott. reporters, citizens, all of us. Mm -hmm. To pause, to think again. One of the things he said that, they, uh, that was edited what? out in this clip was that uh, you, you've got to be careful because we're, he, he, he makes the point that no rational, we all believe that no rational person would do something like this, and that's true. But we're not dealing with rational people. There are a lot of mentally challenged people in this country. Now's the time and to they're the one. Jeffy. Now's the time to Now's, Jeffy. And Thank they're you. the ones. People like that that we have to worry about. But it... It's an interesting point because you can't predict what's going to set off a mentally ill person. What he said there could set somebody off yep. on a killing spree. I mean, what the hell? Use your head a little bit, will you please? And, and there's really no evidence. Again, like, uh, he was motivated by politics. However, he was not necessarily motivated by <laughs> violence in politics. I mean, yeah, he, he said stuff like, we need to, you know, terminate the GOP. But again, like, unless you're an idiot... You know, I, I mean, I, it's impossible to say that you should uh, you can um, assign any responsibility for a group that says we got yeah we need to terminate the GOP. Like they're not saying they're going to want to kill everybody. We all know that you get terminated at work. That doesn't mean you're dead, right? I mean, Jeffy's going to be terminated in two days. You know, and, and it is it's not going to be we're not going to kill him. Shh, shh, shh. What? What? Oh. Nothing. No, oh, he was yeah. Oh, yeah, talking about something else. Speculating about there, he was talking about uh, something else. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't know. So. You're saying because he doesn't know what's coming. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, all right. Uh, press Secretary Sean Spicer <laughs> will soon be taking on a new role at the White House. He's taking on a new role. Yeah. Hmm. Promoted. Uh, he's he's gonna, promoted to weekends. He's gonna, <laughs> <laughs> he and Ed Schultz are going to be yeah. doing the weekend show at the White House together. Uh, am, I, am I alone, though? Because uh, you know the other one they always talk about is uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who fills in for, for Sean. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, am I the only one who thinks Spicer's better than her? No. no. I, I, I feel like <laughs> no. everyone's like, oh, well, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's such an up and cover. She's so good. And, it felt and he, like, it felt he's like so the, bad. I, I don't see it with at her all. at all. He's, I think he's considerably better than and her. And it felt like they were obligated to say that she was good for some reason. I don't yeah, know why. I, and here's the thing. She's not. No, she's really bad. Here's really another bad. thing. They lied. And here's one more thing. He sucks, too. So yeah, there's I mean, no look, winner I, here. No, but he, <laughs> you know, in a, in a, no winner. In a race of know. incredibly slow sprinters, yeah. I think uh, Spicer wins. I in a turtle too. race, in a he, turtle. he does win. <laughs> it's not the turtle. And there's no hair in this no. race. There's, there's just turtles. No, there's not. <laughs> it's just a bunch so, of turtles. And there's no tunnel. A lot of them are getting squished on the road by the cars that happen. are coming by. It does happen. Uh, anyway, he's going to be overseeing the entire communications operation, including the press office. That means he's answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are the communications he's overseeing. Uh, his new title is still being decided. Uh, but it, I mean, this has been rumored for a long time, that he sucks, yeah. and they know it. Even they know it. And so they're going to get rid of him, and sure enough. Um, yeah, it looks like it might actually happen. I, I just, I mean, they're I think, not going to give her the role, are they? I, I think Please that's Please really tell me she's move. not getting it. Well, she's been getting good reviews, though, from the press. And, and How that's, is of course, that possible? It's what matters to the White House in many ways. Uh, so they, I wouldn't be surprised to see her get it. But she's not good. I think they'd see her she's out there not. for a few weeks and realize, oh, God, this was not a good move. You know, he'd, he'd be better off, even though he's pissed at her because she was blabbing about it all the time, uh, going to Kimberly Guilfoyle. Kimberly Guilfoyle at Fox News wants the gig. She's beautiful. Yeah. You know, she's articulate. But that apparently is the biggest rule in the White House. You yeah. don't use Trump to boost your own profile. <clears throat> That's like the number one rule of right. the White House, at least by all the reporting. Right. Um, and he did yeah. not take kindly to that. No, no. And I don't know. I, I, I just honestly have not watched her show enough to know. But, I mean, is she a good enough? Yeah, uh, she's, I mean, she was a Trump loyalist. The whole time. Oh yeah, there's no. Yeah, well. she is articulate. I mean, she's yeah. she's you know obviously attractive. I yes. I think she'd be good for the job. Um, you know, it'd be like bringing in uh, Tony Snow or one of the other Fox. Uh, Tony Snow was a really oh, Tony smart, Snow was you know yes. dedicated long term yes you know journalist news guy that really understood deep background. I'm not saying Kimberly isn't. I just don't know her well enough to know if that's her background. Yeah. And I don't know where she's come. I, I, I don't watch Fox anymore, so I don't really know. Well, she's she comes from Victoria's Secrets modeling. Is that true? Yeah, it actually is. That's her background. So at least you know so now she, you know her background. It's a different now you background know she's than qualified. <laughs> if yeah, she doesn't want to answer yes. a question, she says, oh, if she can just step out from behind the podium and say, hey, did you see my dress today? No, I doubt uh, that's Take gonna... a look at my dress. What do you think? <laughs> I, and will they have her seated with her legs crossed so they can get a legs chair yeah, there? Yeah, we need it. We need some. If she does it, because that's her role yes. at Fox News. So but I, mean, I don't good, know. Look at how good Dana Perino was at that job. She yeah, was she one was of the great. best ones they ever had. Yeah, she was. She was fantastic at that she job. Was and solid. She's gone on to do have a really good career in the media as well. She and Ari Fleischer are two of my favorites. Uh, Ari, yeah, uh, I liked Ari Fleischer, and I had a chance to interview him in in uh, Houston when I was there. He is a smart guy smart too. Guy too yeah. Reasonable and smart. You know, he does one of the most interesting things uh, on. Twitter, which again really? is not a really high bar to clear, um, <laughs> because yeah. the amount of stuff that's interesting in Twitter is very minimal. But on September 11th, he retweets in real time 
everything that happened with him that day, where he oh, was, wow. what he do, what and he said, he the conversations that went on. At the time, press secretary. Pre right? Yeah, press secretary. So he's right in the middle of that. Wow. And he does it minute by minute throughout that day. It's fascinating to look at. He's a smart guy, and he has interesting perspective yeah. that's a little bit different yeah. uh, than your typical partisan hack. That you know, I mean, it, it's interesting how these guys were kind of a you'd think of as at the time just like mindless not mindless but like party loyalists to the point of they'd say anything you know another one i would put in this category is david axelrod when he was in the obama administration i couldn't mm -hmm. stand the guy all right me too I, I gotta say watching him in the media he's now he's one of the more, more interesting liberals yeah. to watch because yes he's liberal yes he says things i don't agree with but, but he's not always predictable yeah he's not always predictable he'll take time to give credit to the other side at times yeah when and, and it may give to me it gives him credibility, and I'll listen to his other points more. I want to, I want to, because he seems to take the time to actually consider. Whereas what's when happening. he was with Obama, he was just a mindless automaton. Yeah, it was that's just all, that's all he was. Yeah, and he, but so. he's critical of Democrats a lot. Yeah, he 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 gave uh, I, I, multiple times. I've seen him give credit to the Trump administration when they were being unfairly criticized. I mean, that's not something uh, you know. Like for who's the guy? Uh, Paul Begala is not that guy, right? Like Paul Begala is out there, and he just like. You know, he'll just go out every liberal point, push it as far as he can all the time. Yeah. You know, like, that's just, yeah. and it seems like every time I see him on, I know where he's going to go with it. And uh -huh. He's a smart guy. He can make those arguments well. But I, I, nothing surprises me out of him. Mm. Where, like, Axelrod, for some reason, has taken on this role of, like, it's, where he's like, oh, I'll be the guy who's fair on the left. You're like, what, you? <laughs> the, I know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I guess people weird, say that probably good. about Glenn, too, right? I mean, probably. they're probably saying the same thing about Glenn. Glenn Beck's the one who's going to be critical of Donald Trump on this issue? Yeah, well, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. If he yeah. deserves it, yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, this story talking about it's unclear who's going to take over regular duties, that's his, that's Trump's uh, uh, plan from the beginning. I mean, that folds into my prediction that they're just going to go away. He'll he'll send out he'll send her Haven't out. They, I mean they've oh, they've hinted a lot of yeah, different possibilities. He'll send her out every once in a while now yeah. with whenever he wants. But it won't be said. every day, probably. Right. Yeah. Just here so. you go. Just I will tell you what we want. And this would be a good time to do it. If it you sure would. I say, the other guy. If I were in the Trump administration and worried about policy outcomes, I would be very tempted by that because he yeah. gets so freaking distracted by the back and forth with the press. The less yep. interaction with the press, mm -hmm. probably the better to get things done. I mean, you know, and this is, uh, you know, if, I don't know if I have it in the prep. It was in the prep yesterday, and we never got to it. There's a great story in uh, Daily Caller yesterday about what Mick Mulvaney is doing. Now, Mulvaney, we've praised uh, effusively, uh, effusively, right? Effusively? Profusely? No, I thought I was going to go Effusive with, praise? Effusive praise, right? Yes. Effusively. Mm, you could do that. You can go that way okay. if you want. We've given him effusive praise. praise. <laughs> I, know, I can't speak today. I'm on a, I'm, my, my brain is working approximately the level of Jeffy. Mm -hmm. It was a late night last night. I don't know if you saw the Toronto Blue Jays uh, with a ninth inning uh, uh, comeback win. Um, down, no, but I'm, down I'm six, relieved you Down told six me about to that. five and then scored mm -hmm. two off their closer wow. to win seven Jeez. to six. Nice. I mean, it happened last night. It was a little late. So maybe my brain's not popping as, as well as normal. Maybe. But we gave him a few surprises. He's probably... Probably my favorite appointment. I'm trying to think if there's one that's that, that I've liked more than Mulvaney. I like we liked Mulvaney before when he was in Congress. We liked the fact that he got not only was he appointed to something, but he was appointed to that role in the OMB. Mm -hmm. We it's really positive. He's been great in press conferences. He answers questions really well. He's smart. He knows the details about things. Uh, generally speaking, uh, he's been in the middle of now going through the government and trying to figure out what things are going on as far as reporting things that a don't matter b um 
are maybe duplicates, like where like if Jeffy's department is, is writing a memo about some issue and you have to write basically the same memo because you're required by law. The two, two that he pulled out, um, one really interesting one was the uh, Office of uh, Management, the budget office he's in, the OMB, has to still write reports regularly on the status of the Y2K problem. What? Of the Y2K problem, because when that was coming up, they passed uh, some executive order or bill or something. I don't remember all the details on it. You can read the article to find out. But what happened was, they, it was part of it, and it said, look, we have to, uh, we need a status report. Uh, it's a very important issue. We need a status report updated uh, every month or every quarter. So that happened. Obviously, we got up to, went up to Y2K. Y2K happened. Nothing really went on. They still kept measuring it, kept measuring it, and never canceled it. So they still have been writing these reports. We're in 2017. They've been writing the reports the whole time. The other one was Deepwater Horizon. Remember the mm -hmm. Deepwater Horizon mm -hmm. incident from a few years back? Mm -hmm. They need an update of that. They're still writing them. Based on the movie by the same name. Uh, no, Pat. That's, that's not so. The, uh, it's actually the reverse. The movie's about the incident. Anyway, uh, uh, I think it's over. Right? Do we need more reports on it at this point? Uh, no, no, I don't and think so. so. 17 years later, I really don't think so. Yeah, probably not. Hmm? A little uh, plug here, if I, if I may. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. uh, just posted uh, the brutal commute <laughs> we face every day from the uh, radio show to, Pat, to the Pat and Sue show. You did. You might think to yourself, how do these guys do this? Right. How do they get from that, that show that we were just watching to this show in such a short amount of time? Mm -hmm. Well, I decided, because so many of you have said, what an incredible achievement it is that you're able to do that, I decided to <laughs> what post What does it look like backstage? Mm -hmm. You get to see it. We're going to let you in on it. It's on uh, the Instagram page. Uh, search for The Wonderful World of Stew, and you will see the Instagram page, and it has the video up there. Uh, you can also search for Jeffy's Instagram page, although Not Safe for Work uh, may come up on your screen, just so you know. Oh, no, no, no. That's a couple of others. The one, Jeffy MRA, you're fine. Wait, is, does Pat and Stu show have an Instagram page? I believe so. I didn't even know that. Do we, do we post anything on it? Yeah. Really? Really? I don't think I, I, I'm even, I, I don't even think I follow it. I didn't know it. <laughs> I I'm certainly sure don't. I, I don't follow, follow any Instagram. Can you follow Instagram people I think or I whatever? Think yeah, following that's, on Instagram. that's what you and do. Yes, Snapchat, too, and then. Uh, yeah, we don't have, an, I don't think we have a Snapchat. I'm not, we might. Mm. All right. That's the six second thing, right? Which is uh, worthless. Yeah. Totally worthless. No, it's longer than six I, seconds now, isn't it? Isn't it like 15 or something? I don't know. I have a Snapchat and I never use it. So so. Vine was six seconds. That's right. Vine is now dead. Yeah, Vine's gone. Vine's gone. We lost it. Oh, no. no, no. Yeah, what happened to the Periscope thing that was going so <laughs> strong for about you know, 10 minutes? Periscope did okay until that Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah really. Facebook Live, Facebook Live just killed it, didn't it? Yeah. And Periscope killed Meerkat. Remember, Meerkat was hot for a day. Right. Yeah. And video killed the radio star. So, so that's, uh, um, something else. Oh. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, here's some incredible things that your pet has eaten. What? Uh, we're going to share with you. I don't know how we know this. Apparently, we're spying on you. We've got uh, cameras uh, all over. Or perhaps it's, uh, it's the Twitter feed. Um, how much raw flour could a dog eat off the floor without getting sick? Asking for a friend. My lab swallowed a mother effing hockey puck and something that out. Oh, cr <laughs> pooped out. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's a discovery period it's, you just uh, had there. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Nicely yeah. put. 
I have a good one. My dog, as a puppy, ate a glow-in-the-dark frisbee. His poop had little glow-in-the-dark bits for a while. <laughs> Ever had that problem? I don't know if I believe that, but okay, mm -hmm. maybe. I mean, you can eat, I, I mean, my dog eats. I mean, they eat him like a, a frisbee. Little, yeah, but you eat it up into little pieces. Little pieces. He said little bits. I yeah. looked for a long time. I know. And it never glowed but, in the dark after. A dog can chew up a frisbee. <laughs> I guess. Oh, all, all right. the time. Uh, I didn't think that would be such a, a bone of what contention. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't realize you were so passionate about uh, passionate what the hell about is, why would you dogs eating that? frisbees. That has to be the dumbest thing ever said in media. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It's not enough. It is not enough. How about if I just leave? No, I, I, uh, leave? leave? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, you know what? That's, uh, no, it's going to make a terrible joke, and I won't do it. Here's one. Had a lab eat three pounds <laughs> really? of uncooked bone-in chicken wow. breasts. Was supposed to be dinner for eight. Dog was fine. Very full, but fine. Now, I understand that, that chocolate can kill dogs. I don't know is that's that true, true, or is that a wives' tale? I mean, I, look, any, any substance can kill you if you eat enough of it. So I mean, if, clearly, uh, yeah. Um, as as you're no, seeing here, no, I put that to the, the test show. with chocolate. It's never killed me, and I've no, eaten. I know. I mean, I think it makes them it. sick. We've I don't seen, know that it's not good for them. No, right? we've seen pe you know people die because they drank too much water. Yeah. So I mean, we this True. can actually you know there's certain a toxic there's a toxicity level of almost every substance on earth. Yeah. Um, usually you just don't get close to it. Uh, so I don't know. True. My hair, my thing is all cutting out here. So. What else do we have? Uh, foster dog ate a whole, a foster dog. What? It's a foster. Wait, what is a? What's your foster dog? Ate a whole jar. Uh, I'm still kind of freaked out about the foster dog. Are there foster dogs? Sure. Maybe a, yeah. A foster yeah, owner of a of a dog. Yeah. People take dogs home all the time until they get adopted. Uh, that's Got weird. It. Okay. Foster dog ate a whole jar of fish oil pills. No issues other than the nickname of Valdez. Uh, okay. So I don't understand. Exxon, 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 Exxon Valdez, Valdez yeah. uh, oil leak. Uh, okay. All right. Valdez. Oh, be, that's a serious. That's a good leakage episode, actually. How's that coming, by the way? It's coming really well. Leakage? Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting really? close. Really? Like yeah. this year, you think? Or? Uh, well, you know, I don't want to. You want me to submit this to the producers? I don't so want to be have pigeonholed. Well, I just want to make sure we promote it if it happens. So, can <laughs> yeah, we, oh, like, yeah. what, what's the date? We'll give a good date. Get, you know what? Push it out in the future a few months longer than you think it'll take, and then we'll just promote that date. What date? Uh, you know, soon. So, how about, uh, how about a full year from now? We'll All right. July Let's say 2018. Premiering in, eight, in, in 2018. Summer of 2018. Really? I did not expect to wow. get uh, that. Premiering. You know, tentatively. Oh. <laughs> tentatively. <laughs> a tentative premiere? <laughs> Depends on if the funds come through. We've been a little, you know, dinged up for, for money right now. It's, uh, you know. Well, you spent. I guess they only, they were only willing to invest $74 trillion <laughs> in this thing. I, who knew that they'd be that stingy? That's well, how selfish. much did you get done for that? Is the whole series done, or I, you got almost a whole episode out of that? But not quite. We still have to put the finishing touches. On. <laughs> okay, here's really? another pet eating thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my cat ate earplugs, puked a lot, took several extensive, expensive trip, vet trips to figure it out. Put them in a locked box because he was so obsessed. I don't feel good today, and this is not helping. <laughs> really? Can I? Can I? Uh... All right. Well, we'll just come back then and uh, do something else. Okay. Uh, more patents too. You know what make me feel better? Coming up. The Jeffy segment. Oh yeah. Because mm -hmm. we're not me talking. Feel better. Yeah, Jeffy. Uh, you do your thing in a minute, okay? All right. That sounds good.
Okay. Maybe this is the time. You should start looking for stories then. Because I know too, we'll come back. Uh, uh, I'm looking for something here. Let's find something for you, like milk. At the end of the program yesterday, uh, this program, the Pat and Stu Show, uh, we had news about Carrie Fisher, and I'm still fascinated uh, and sad news about her death. Uh, remember, she got pulled off the plane in December, uh, out cold, couldn't be awoken, and then died a few days later. Uh, the autopsy results have come out. Cocaine. Mm. Methadone, mm -hmm. heroin, mm -hmm. ecstasy. Good mm. heavens! And that doesn't. Uh, wow. And that also. Then we have the um, the prescription, uh, Prozac, Ablify, Lamictal. I'm not sure what that is. But I'm sure that's depression stuff, anti-depression stuff. Uh, those were prescript under prescription, and then she had oxycodone in her system without prescription. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, that she. A uh, little messed up. The, but, 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 never mind all that, because she, uh, the primary cause of death was sleep apnea. What? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. The primary cause of death was uh, sleep, sleep apnea. apnea. Yeah. What? <laughs> now. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> the coroner has said that it's oh, possible. Uh, look, well, first, the family objected to the, uh, to the. Toxicology at all in the toxicology report altogether. Yeah. I mean, this was limited uh, toxicology report, so it may have actually been worse. I mean, we really don't know that. It was just what this was detected and what they had. Mm -hmm. um, but it also, <clears throat> you know, they're saying that, hey, look, we don't know how much, you know, heroin, you know, how much heroin she actually had in her system, and that could have suppressed her breathing. It went into cardiac arrest. Yeah, you yeah, think a little. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible, but that's a. It's it's sad that that's uh it just seems like that could have been just an everyday way of life <clears throat> for her yeah. just to get through the day. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know, a, little, I know. a little bit about, uh, about this, right? I understand. Uh, you, I mean, get, many, you start getting into it and you just it's what it takes to get through the day. A lot of people think like, "Oh, Jeffy, you, you know, he sleeps the day away and he's this lazy bum." Not really. I mean, Jeffy is up 3 Three o'clock in the morning, uh, making sure he can get all the drugs he needs to take <laughs> into his yeah. system before he can really even go out of the house. <laughs> and you got to have it even now because you, you don't want to actually ever, you know, come down a little bit. You want to have enough with you to, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, to ride the ride the wave. It's a yes. struggle for you. Now, I know you're feeling sick today, Stu. I am. So I, I pulled this story out just for you, oh, okay. as a matter of fact. Okay. Great. Uh, you know, look, we all love capitalism, and we all love love let businesses put whatever they want into products, right? right? But this is a Fascinating on some of the things that they actually, animal parts, that they put into different products. Okay. I like tattoo ink, for example. Did you know that it includes bone char, uh, glycerin from animal fat, gelatin from hooves, shellac from beetles? Shellac's a big one. That's on a lot of stuff. Uh, now, they, according, to, according to this, there is a vegan ink, uh, but that uh, contains plastic. <clears throat> so uh, good luck. Uh, finding mm. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that the chewing gum, we all chew gum, we got plenty of time for these, yeah, chewing gum, uh, mm -hmm. contains lanolin. Uh, lanolin, what is lanolin? Isn't that what you put in, in uh, aloe and lanolin? Uh, you put it in lotion. Yeah, because right? I, I, I feel like it's always paired with aloe. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, 
Lanolin is a waxy secretion from sheep skin. <clears throat> okay. So that, I mean, <clears throat> that's good for you. And they don't have to disclose it. The companies don't have to disclose it since uh, it's included in the gum base ingredient. So it's already in the gum base. Don't worry about it. Don't you mention it. You don't have to break out the gum ah, base. Don't worry yeah. about okay. it. Right. Um, dryer sheets, which I love. Um, dehydrogenated tallow dimenthal ammonium chloride uh, uh, that's used in dryer sheets. Okay. I don't know what that is. So it doesn't <laughs> it's a really compound mean much that's a derivative of rendered cattle, sheep, and horse fat. Uh, and that's okay. what makes the clothes soft and reduces the gross. static electricity. That's so interesting. Do you I, use dryer sheets? I don't know, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> all I would say that, that is, is a good answer, Stuber. That's probably one of the best answers <laughs> you've very... ever given. Now, I looking... don't know what my wife uses in the laundry. That's basically what I was saying. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Jeffy, I'm, I'm fascinated in the idea that you said you love dryer sheets. What does that I mean? I do. I love dryer sheets because they help. Uh, they reduce static electricity when you take clothes out of the dryer. They make your clothes softer. And now I know that it's because of rendered cattle, sheep, and horse fat. Oh, God, yeah. you are making me sick. I'm, I'm getting, and I'm then beer, you. I know you like beer. Drink beer once in a while. Mm -hmm, once in a while. Uh, you know, some beer uh, contains this uh, icing glass. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's a substance that uh, gives the beer a clear, bright look. Okay. That's uh, made from a swim bladder of fish. Swim bladder of fish? Of fish, yeah. Oh. Now, some breweries have removed the icing glass, and that's because they're calling themselves vegan, and that makes the beer darker. But why would you want it darker when you mm. could use the uh, swim bladder of fish to make that beer look? We did some weird crap. I mean, the, what, this all, this all. <laughs> Jeffy knows this because it all started with Jello with me. Yeah, and that, like yeah, and that. marshmallows, mm -hmm. which they take boiled animal tendons to make your your yeah. Jello and your. And it just seems like a weird. It sure does. Like, right? It sure does. I, it's just like I mean, why I don't know. Does that I don't know who. And how do you know? Who's the first guy with ice and glass swim bladder of fish? Oh, you know what? That'll make the beer look. Clearer. Yeah, let's put some some fish bladder in there. <laughs> wow. You really so you do wonder how that all this weird stuff gets started. You sure do. Yeah, I mean, I just really, it's really weird. weird. Like people are like, how did Jeffy get on that show? Right. You know, like how did that get started? Who was the right. person who he made that decision? So bad. Plus, he's right. um, uh, overweight. Pat and Stu and uh, Jeffy, uh, this, this story about Michelle Carter, she's the uh, girl who, at 17 years old, this was a few years ago, she's 20 now, she's just been sentenced to uh, involuntary manslaughter for texting her boyfriend to go ahead and kill himself. Now, at first, she was telling her boyfriend not to, right? She was, she was you know, telling him he had things to live for and th you don't do this, you don't want to do this. And then something happened, and, and she switched and was encouraging him the whole time. And then on the day when he got into his truck and was in a confined space and had the carbon monoxide going, uh, and then he got scared, got out of his truck, texted her. She said, what are you doing? Get back in the car. Get back in the truck, which he, he did, and he died. 
And so she was uh, charged with um, and found guilty of manslaughter. And it's interesting because, like, <clears throat> the story starts out in the New York Times. Can malicious, malicious speech constitute violence? No. But Friday's shocking court decision, which found her guilty of sending lethal text messages, is bound to confuse the issue. And it really is, <clears throat> because it's obviously morally wrong. But is it a crime hmm. to text somebody encouragement It's interesting. like that? Is Robbie with us? Is he uh, ready to go? I'm here. Oh, you are. Robbie, there you are. Robbie Suave uh, joins Excellent. us. He's the guy who wrote this story for okay. the New York Times. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've had him on before. He really brings an interesting perspective to this uh, because... I'm a little torn on it. I think I mm -hmm. am generally on your side, Robbie, but can you kind of walk us through? Because I think a lot of people think, wait a minute, she encouraged her boyfriend to kill himself. She, he, she had a chance to talk him out of it, and she encouraged him to do it, which he wound up doing. She's got to be held responsible. Right, and I, I do think this is a hard case, by the way. I, mean, I understand the arguments on the other side. This, this, is not a, this, is, this is one that kind of falls into a little bit of a gray zone. Nevertheless, I would say that although she's morally culpable and perhaps she would be guilty of some, some lesser crime that they should have charged her with, to find her guilty of involuntary manslaughter means you're essentially saying that her words killed him, not that her words uh, inspired yeah. violence or resulted in violence, but the words themselves were the, were the weapon used to kill him. And I think that's, a, that's, that's a, a ruling that could have a slippery slope kind of effect on chilling uh, protected expression because it's not, illegal, it's not illegal to kill yourself. So she couldn't have been participating in a crime because that's not a crime anyway. It's different than, than encouraging person A to kill person B because murder is illegal, so you, you'd be a participant in a murder. So, so this is a little different, and it's, again, it's just the speech, and that troubles me, even though she is certainly morally culpable and mm -hmm. you know, perhaps should have, been, should have been punished in some other, some, uh, for something else. Yeah, it's interesting, because, I mean, I, 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 again, how can, we've talked about this before, and that, like, sometimes you'd think, okay, suicide it can't be legal, but then how would you enforce it? Because <laughs> if you actually succeed in the crime, there's no way to enforce it. Um, but I guess, like, there is a, a certain level of cruelty uh, assigned to this particular case in which a person who's vulnerable, um, who is perhaps not mentally stable, I mean, we know not mentally stable, uh, and <clears throat> someone using the, the power of uh, convincing them to do something terrible uh, to someone who's already on the edge... I mean, I think it seems to a lot of people that maybe this does actually cross that line here. You've, this is, we're talking about a, someone's life is over, and you can certainly argue uh, that it would not be over if not for the words spoken to this person as he was standing outside of his running vehicle. Right. It becomes an issue of how, uh, how widely we want to cast that kind of web of blame, because in the... Because you know she was also mentally troubled. She was apparently prescribed some medicine that her lawyers argued made her uh, less empathetic. Kind of decreased her uh, her levels of empathy. And so, if you're going to say, well, it's not his own actions that killed him, but rather her words, where does that end? Then is it well, it's not her. It was, it was her words, but what caused her words was actually the drugs she took. And then, well, what caused her to take the drugs was actually the prescription she got from her doctor. And what caused the doctor to write her the prescription was the drug company making the drug in the first place. Mm. So it, I, I think if we move beyond 
the the kind of strictest causal relationship, which is that he, you know, he turned on his car and 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 pumped carbon monoxide into it. That's what killed him. Not her words, but that. If you're going to draw a, the the causal chain larger, um, I, I, where does it end? Is is what I worry about. I think that's a pretty compelling argument. Yeah. Uh, it, and. You know, you mentioned maybe she should have been charged with something, but not this. Maybe like an incitement, like you would if you incited a riot. You wouldn't be charged with the actual riot. You'd just be in charge with incitement, right? I think she should have uh, probably, and I, you know, I'm not an expert on Massachusetts law, but I looked at it a little bit. It seems like there's something akin to harassment <clears throat> or cyberbullying she could have been charged with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes those laws draw have First Amendment problems uh, in and of themselves. But this seems like a clear example where you could say, you know, like infliction of, of uh, emotional distress using a technological device to do that. That's a, mm -hmm. a crime, depending on the jurisdiction in some places. This case actually reminded me a lot of the Tyler Clementi case. That was that Rutgers student who was, uh, oh, yeah. who was spied on by his roommate. He was a gay student in an intimate relationship. He was, he was recorded, and then he killed himself after. And there was some talk about charging uh, the, the perpetrator, the, the person who had spied on him with, uh, with manslaughter, I, I think that would have been wrong. Ultimately, he was charged with invasion of privacy and some other things. And he was found guilty, and he paid a big fine and spent you know, a little bit of time in prison, I think totally justly. Uh, so you, we have, so that, was a, that was a case where, we, where someone did a very bad thing that had a horrible result, and we held them responsible for the, thing, for the crime they actually committed. And again, this is a little bit of a harder case. I, I, I concede that, but this is, that's ultimately where I come down on this. It's interesting in that like, you have a, a, a situation where the First Amendment is already being tested. I think free speech is already being targeted. I think you could make the argument that there's a straight line, at least down the road, uh, to if you allow things like this to happen, that, for example, the shooting with Congress. I mean, I, you know, it's it's... It's harder for us to talk about this as, you know, on this show, we're conservative. And, you know, they'll always blame conservatives for uh, any political violence that can, they, any way they can tie it to conservatives. Here's a case where, you know, this guy was obviously a Bernie Sanders supporter. Um, and, and he wanted to go and, and, and shoot these congressmen. But you cannot draw a line outside of him, himself, to be responsible for that. It is his action. He was responsible for it. It's not Bernie Sanders' fault. But you could see it at a place where if we let this slippery slope go on, you will start to get to that point where you will draw, people will start drawing lines to uh, uh, people's speech. They will draw lines to people's uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, activist groups. They will draw lines to anything that winds up being their enemy to blame uh, for horrible crimes that happen in the future. And I think your argument sort of boils down to, I think, where I am as well, which is, is this a tough case? But, like, when we're going to find a place to err, let's err on the side of the First Amendment. That's exactly it. And even as our legal protections for the First Amendment, for free speech, have really grown stronger over time because the Supreme Court has grown more strident in its defense of total protections for free speech. There was a court decision just came out yesterday, the, uh, that, uh, that Asian band that wanted to trademark an offensive name and yeah. the the trademark authority said no, and the Supreme Court said 9-0. Yes, absolutely, hate speech is protected or a speech that offends you. Uh, so the, the legal protections have, have grown stronger. But that's different from the culture surrounding free speech. And, I mean, you know as well as I do that the, the kind of young left uh, views hate speech as not... When I talk to them, they often tell me, 
not only should hate speech be illegal, but that hate speech is already illegal. They, they don't understand that mm. the First Amendment protects it. And That's then there amazing. are people on the right in the, in, mm. you know, it's not a just, it's a bipartisan thing who see criticism of Trump, at, you know, every kind of uh, uh, hackneyed, gimmicky, uh, over-the-top criticism of the president as some threat to his life. Uh, and and yeah. you know that's that's equally worrisome. Yeah. So so we so we shouldn't uh, we can't back down from the strong legal protection. I mean, we've seen well, this completely recently with the idea of uh, the people who have spent so much time calling other people snowflakes for their inability mm -hmm. to be offended uh, now are rushing the stages to to stop plays from going yes. on. I mean, <laughs> I can, how, can you be more snowflakey than being so offended by a play that you have to stop it? Yeah, and, and we've kind of lost sight in this country, at least a certain percentage of, of the country, has lost sight of the fact that the only speech worth protecting is offensive or, in some cases, hateful. Uh, I mean, as long as you're not telling somebody to kill another person or, or uh, yelling fire at a crowded theater... It's probably protected speech, right? That's right, and and it has kind of shocked and 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 disappointed me in how how many people I thought were kind of across the board defenders of free speech were mm -hmm. actually only interested in defending free speech that was not offensive to them. If that it they like them, then it's not free speech anymore. I yep. just yesterday I I was taking an Uber and the, the the my driver had a had a talk radio station on. I have no idea who it was. But, uh, you know, they, they were they were defending the, the, the actions of the theater protesters saying, you know, this is mm. this. We had to stop this horrible speech. And then the next segment was complaining about snowflakes on campus. And I was, <laughs> and you have to be kidding me. That is priceless. <laughs> that is, it's that's amazing. Fantastic. And that's why I kind of find, uh, you know, the story <laughs> you wrote in The Times uh, and we discussed it as well um, and kind of looked at it from, you know, Glenn kind of I would say it was. He's definitely uh, uh, friendly, I think, to your viewpoint on this, but is also sort of <clears throat> conflicted, and this is a really tough case. Mm. And I find myself, uh, and this is just a general media uh, uh, point here, but it's, I find myself much more attracted lately to stories like that, where people who might agree with me on other stories, and there's, there's differing areas in there. It's not just a basic partisan thing, because I no longer can tell when I turn on TV, when I turn on radio, whether the person saying some, the thing they're saying actually believes it or if it's just, hey, this is the thing that helps my guy today. And not only is that a really negative thing for political discourse, it's also a really boring world. Yeah, it's, so, it's become so tribal. I, I mean, you, and you know this I, probably better than I do. I, I, I don't spend all that much time in, in, in media circles, but when I do, I'm, I'm disappointed in the level of discourse because it's so tribal. It's so, and it, I mean, it, it bugs me as a libertarian, right? I, I, I love individualism. I love, you know, maybe people can agree on this and then disagree on this. And, you know, we're all, none of us are, are, are totally alike in our views. But it, it, you're really being, I don't know if, if, it's, if it's Trump, if it's the media environment, everyone is being so pigeonholed into one club or another. You're, you're either, you know, a, a left-leaning coastal millennial elite or you're you know you're the white working class or something you're the trump camp or you're not the trump camp mm. and it's so hard for people with a more nuanced view of our current political situation to kind of uh, get above the noise uh because it's just so tribal well now you've offended us and yep. uh we don't want to talk to you anymore <laughs> we're going to rush the camera and cut you off immediately <laughs> robbie suave Thanks. reason as well as a great piece in the new york times uh, love stuff, having him on, yeah. and thanks for coming on, Robbie. Thanks for having me. Thanks,
Um, and you might remember him as well. Uh, one thing we should point out about Robbie, I always like to when he comes on, one of the first time I ever had him on was because he was, my, my recollection, the first guy who questioned the Rolling Stone rape story Remember that wound up being oh, a wow. huge really? deal and yeah. cost Rolling Stone wow. millions of dollars. That's great. He was one of the first. Wait a minute, this doesn't consistent with this, and and he really went into that. And and you know, as he points out, it's tough to take those positions, right? It's hard yeah. to stand up and yeah. say, wait a minute, this person who's saying she was raped, it doesn't sound right. It's just a difficult position to take, and you know, it's mm -hmm. it's a search of the truth. We we you know launched this network saying the truth had no agenda. And that feels harder and harder for the media to accomplish every day. So when you find those stories, it's always a good thing to, to highlight them, I think. Definitely. Hi. Hi. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we mentioned in our last break uh, the uh, Redskins uh, case. I mean, I'm calling it the Redskins case. It was actually a band. Uh, and I, I, he... Uh, Robbie actually paused saying it. Are we not allowed to say the name of the band? I feel like we are because it's an actual word, but it is a pejorative. Um, but in a, it's, it, it was an Asian band, and they mm -hmm. called themselves The Slants. The Slants. Tried That's what to, the case was about. Tried to copyright this story. The case, uh, their, their band name, <coughs> and they That's rejected it. Right. I remember that. And they were told they couldn't use that because yeah. it, was, it, was it was offensive to Asians, which they were. Just shows you how stupid this process is. Anyway, right. they went up. Uh, the, they, they they went up all the way to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court ruled, and it, uh, he, uh, it's, it was an eight to nothing case. Gorsuch was not on it, so it was eight to oh. nothing case. But an eight to nothing ruling um, that said, "Hey, um, uh, these guys can absolutely go ahead with this and uh, and uh, and hmm. keep this." Um, so that tells copyright. you what's going to happen with the Redskins, then, right? Pretty much. I mean, they're thinking. They're you basically think. saying what <clears throat> they stopped the Redskins copyright because they said it was offensive. Um, and uh, the Supreme Court, yet again, as Robbie pointed out last break, these protections are actually kind of being strengthened. The fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was on the right side of this ruling is a hell of a, you know, yeah. a hell of a point. That's hard Ain't to nothing, believe. and basically said, you know, offensive speech, hate speech, is, is protected, protected um, and you can't you can't stop it from being copyrighted. Um, and so they, went, so this, they are. The belief is that this will affect. It was not a ruling about the Redskins, but it will afterwards um, will affect it. And the New York Times said in an uh, op-ed, um, we believed before that this uh, should not. They should lose their copyright. With this ruling, we have to update our opinion on that. Wow. I mean, the New York Times. You know, and it's it's interesting because I think we were on the same page initially. We thought, okay, well, if, if this is, you know, offending so many people, just change the name, right? Yeah, Remember I mean, that in the beginning? I, I, and then, was, uh, I don't think I was there, but I was. I don't, I don't know if you were there either. Um, but I think we were at that position of like, look, it's tradition. It's not what they mean. I get what they're saying. Um, you know, yeah, it's offensive, mm -hmm. but it's been around for a long time, and, and I, this is a weird thing. Where in reality, it's actually was really positive for the Redskins uh, for for uh, for their treatment of uh, uh, Native Americans. It was actually named. It was a piece of. Uh, positive and the uh, praise vast, for the coach at the time. vast majority of Native Americans yep. aren't offended by it. No, it wasn't. 90%? Was no, yeah, something like 90%. Yeah. So uh, it, it'll be nice to have that settled once and for all, if if it ever gets settled once and for all. But yep. it sounds like it's head, headed that direction. They're in really good shape now, though. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the Slants case, the government officials argued that 
The law did not infringe on free speech because the band was still free to use the name even without trademark protection. <clears throat> Same is true for the Redskins, but the team did not want to lose the legal protections that go along with registered trademark. The protections include blocking the sale of counterfeit merchandise and working to pursue brand development strategy. Uh, trademark Office for years has raised no concern about the Redskins uh, agreeing to the register of the name in 67, 74, 78, and 1990, but the office has canceled the registrations in 2014 after finding the name disparaged Native Americans. A federal appeals court had uh, sided with the slants in 2015, saying the First Amendment protects even hurtful speech that harms members of oft-stigmatized communities. What was interesting about this is the, the, the slants, the band, here they are, um, the reason they used that name is because they wanted to take control of the term. They wanted to say, you know what, screw you. This, we're going we're gonna to make this into something that's fun and, and it's ours. And you no longer will own it. That's exactly what has happened without, me, without meaning it with the Redskins. Yeah. If the Redskins mm -hmm. was at some point a disparaging term, and there's very little evidence of that as a widely used disparaging term. I mean, certainly people have used it before. But it was at the beginning a very positive term. Um, and that shows throughout history. There's many examples of it when it started. And it was, again, the, the coach was Native American at the time. That's why they named him that. It was to honor the coach. But the point is, though, if this was at some point a negative uh, connotation, it is now not. Mm -hmm. It is now a football team name. They mm -hmm. have actually successfully done what the slants were hoping to do by naming their band that. They wanted to take control of the term. And that was not the intent of the Redskins because it was actually a positive at the time, but it's, it's been the effect of it. I mean, now when you say Redskins, nobody thinks about, oh, that's a, you, you, you really screwed that Native American. You think of the freaking football team. Mm -hmm. It is completely transformed into the name of a football team. And uh, that's it, really. Uh, that is it. And you know if there was a football team or a band called the Hunkies, nobody would even no. bat an eyelash at that. No. Why, why, why would that be okay, but all these others aren't? I, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it, can we just stop with the nonsense and get on with life? Yeah, it would be, nice. be nice. But no, you know what? No. Let me no, give you another example. Let me give you another example. Long gone. You yep. are Pat Gray. Mm -hmm. You start up uh, a, uh, a wonderful apple farm. Okay. An apple farm? An apple farm. I mean, this is what I would think you'd probably do in another life. It really if you were not a broadcaster. drilled down to the essence of me. It's like that easy. is exactly what I want to do. <laughs> if it wasn't for Pat being a broadcaster, the guy's an apple I, farmer. I'm an apple I mean, farmer. It's, it's yeah. so, let's say yeah. you start your own apple farm. Okay. And you go in, so you're going to sell your apples at the farmer's market. Mm. Uh, uh, and then they find out that these apples do not approve of gay marriage. Oh, no. Can you imagine this scenario? Can you imagine? Because these apples are your apples, and you mm -hmm. might not agree with gay marriage. So we better not sell those apples in this farmer's market. That is a real story that is going on, not with Pat, but with a farmer in Michigan. Um, and so this one's kind of interesting because basically it is a city-run farmer's market. He wants to sell his apples there. Okay, He brings them in, he puts them down, he, they're selling, no one cares, until they find out that he will not um, uh, marry gay couples on his farm. He oh has a farm where he holds weddings, and he will not <clears throat> marry gay couples there. So now they're saying, well, since you don't... Because this is not about the marriages. This is about the apples produced on the farm. Uh -huh. So they're saying, since you will not uh, honor gay couples on, uh, with their weddings on your farm, you cannot bring the apples from that farm to uh, the farmer's market. To add another layer to this, the farmer's market is in a different city than the farm. The farm is 20 miles outside of the city. So the city of, uh, what is it? Uh, East Lansing. East Lansing says, 
even though the thing we oppose is occurring outside of our jurisdiction, we're still going to ban you from bringing your apples here because something you do outside the city is we find offensive. Not illegal, but offensive. Um, and so he's taking this up with the court. You know, he's trying to bring this up the, uh, and get this, up the court chain. Get this. The apples that he brings into the market, <laughs> he sells to anyone. Yeah. And he's <laughs> not, so he's not saying gay I people mean, can't buy his apples. Uh, he's just saying marriage-wise, I don't approve of the marriages, so we don't have them at our, our facility, which is outside of the city. So they're saying, like, you know, as a city, we have the right to keep you out of these businesses because we approve of what your opinion is about something outside of the city limits. This thing is getting so ridiculous and so it incredible sure and so anti-First Amendment and freedom of religion that I, I, where does it end up? I, I don't know who wins this fight. I, 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 th- I think they do. I, I, I it think, sure feels that way. I think they do. I think you're just going to have to go against your religious convictions and, and just do whatever the homosexuals want you to do. Whatever they want you to do, go ahead and do it. Just do it. Because... Otherwise, you're going to go to prison. I think a lot of people certainly... I've, I've been you know, there before. What's that? No, oh, of course you have. I mean, I've just so brought back good memories. Prison and yeah. just doing mm-hmm. what the homosexuals say. I've <laughs> been there before. No one has uh, ever said anything, but uh, we are incredibly cultured, well-traveled. Um, mm. We're really, people talk about us as internationalists. Um, that's us. That's the patent stew way. Um, and uh, so today we have some, uh, some foreign treats. Is this British candy? Is that what this is? This one, I think, is British candy. If you, uh, Maltesers? Maltesers. Have you... Um, Jeff, malted milk balls. Yeah, they're kind of like Whoppers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I love um, Whoppers. British Whoppers. Me too. Um, Jeffy, did hmm. you see the uh, Ed Sheeran on the uh, carpool karaoke? I saw the. I saw. Okay. I did see the video. I have not watched it yet, though. There's like 900 zillion, uh, th- you know, yes. plays. I on, just on watched it. the Katy Perry one the other day, though. But anyway, Ed Sheeran. So the Ed Sheeran one was pretty funny, but he, I guess, had a. a, a s- He's the guy who dated. Uh, yes. Taylor Swift squad. Correct members. That's correct. Uh, please never say that. Again. <laughs> uh, that does not make me feel comfortable when you talk like that. Um, he, uh, but he, he had some record. He put a certain amount of these in his mouth, like two hundred at once, or something. Of these, yeah. teasers. Yeah, like I guess that's his like big talent, other than you know singing and making billions of dollars. Okay. Um, but he jammed I... them all in 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 that segment, and he put in like it felt like I don't know, it was like a hundred or two hundred of them. I've known plenty of guys over the wow. years that could have done that. Anyway. Okay. Right. Um, please never say that again. Uh, here is, uh, let's try these. These All are right. they're like mo- kind of they're British like malted milk balls. Mm. Mm. And mm-hmm. the chocolate is better than Whoppers. Whoppers. Not as crunchy as the Whoppers. These are delicious. You know, I oh, will, man. I like these a lot. These are good, although here's what I will say about them. They're better than, better than Whoppers. You I like think. them better than Whoppers. Mm-hmm. My issue with them would be is I feel like the chocolate coating overpowers the malted uh, milk ball taste of it. I it like ju- that, though. It, well, then you just like chocolate. Mm-hmm. No, sure. it's just enough. <laughs> just enough crunch and malt in there to... No. Mmm. Hmm. Delicious. I do. I'm going to use a 16. Maybe a 17. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. I really like those. Wow, that's incredibly high. Jeffy, what was your rating on those? Well, I like them a little bit crunchy. Oh, what was yours? Is there milk? Uh, I mean, 
This is a product called Molten Milk Balls, and you still haven't even said the word milk yet, Jeffy. I'm very disappointed. I am not as high on these as you are. I like them. They're a good candy, but mm. like I would not put them as really high. I would give them a 12. I will eat this entire bag, okay. and no one else will touch well, it. Stu's going to eat his entire bag. And too, then I might eat yours. Oh, I'm totally going to eat the entire bag. That was nothing to do. It was never a question. <laughs> now, these really are... good. Do you like them? Yeah. I like Whoppers. Whoppers are crunchier. Yeah, I like uh, Whoppers, yeah, I would say. Well, they're a little bit bigger, too, I think. A, I think you're right uh, that the, the, the chocolate is not as good on Whoppers. However, mm -hmm. there's a much thinner coat of it. So you get a little bit more malt flavor, which is really mm -hmm. what I'm looking for when I eat a malted milk ball. I want that taste. These this are still pretty like darn a, good, It's though. A definitely a higher grade of chocolate. Yeah, but it, it's, much good, it's more, much yeah. more chocolate coating than it is. Yeah, really malt. good, though. Man, I like that. Uh, product number two of the day. Yes, I don't know exactly where these are popular, but they are in America. You can buy them. They're called Aeros, um, A-E-R-O, from Nestle. And if you kind of, hmm. uh, right here... Is kind of if you look at the inside, that's kind of what they look like. We're gonna open them up Ooh. and eat them. This is is this a mint one? Is that what this is? A mint flavored? It must be because it's got it's green. green. Oh yeah, look at yeah. that. Uh, it, it, there, it's definitely that a no? cool look. To look at that mint. You know, uh, it's kind of a cool idea. Um, and I would say in some ways these are similar, right? It's kind of like a malted milk ball type of inside, except it's mint inside. <laughs> <laughs> it is mint. It's very strong mint smell. Very strong. Uh, okay, Fairly strong mint taste. Not crunchy like a malted milk ball. No. Mm. But they're not designed mm. to be. No. It's actually, I would say... It's like a mint cream yeah, like and a, chocolate coating. It's almost mm -hmm. like a mint bubbled, like, white chocolate almost in there. These are no. bad. I really like it. Oh, these and are good. good. Now, you can, you <laughs> can back yourself out of this ice cream and, too. and convince yourself it's almost like a peppermint patty. It almost has a peppermint patty taste to it, but it's not mm. quite as uh, mm -hmm. sharp as peppermint. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to give these a 17 and these That's a 16. Pretty six, good. Big 16. news from Nestle's, too. Nestle's people all wound up on the feed today thinking that Nestle's is going to stop making candy, uh, stop making Butterfinger candy bars and Raisinets and Nerds and Baby Ruth's and <clears throat> Arrows. Mm -hmm. But actually, they're just looking to sell the candy company. Why? Stop making it. Nestle's going to sell a candy company? Nestle's wants to get out of the candy making business. What? That's kind of weird. Gonna... I don't know. They make probably too much money selling their water <laughs> and Gerber baby foods. Oh, they're Gerber. Okay. What else are they? What else are they? Uh, don't, don't they have Nest? Purina. The, oh, Purina, oh, Purina yeah. Awesome. And don't they have uh, the coffee thing? Is that Nescafe? Is mm. that from Nestle? Mm -hmm, I think so. It's possible. Or yeah, Nespresso or something that, mm -hmm. that, that George Clooney is pushing right now? Hmm. I think that's a Nestle product. Um, I'd give these also... Uh, oh, and Stouffer's? I'll give these a, oh I'll give these a 10. Stouffer's too. I, I like, don't I, like them very much at all. Neither, neither one of these are like, you know, lighting me on fire here. As you mm. can tell, um, you know, I don't know. Like, I again, a piece of them here and there are fine. I mean, and obviously because I'm a fat ass, I'm going to eat all of it. Um, but that's really the only reason. <laughs> Do like, you think I, the food that mm -hmm. you've uh, ingested in the last couple days have affected your taste buds on the outcome of the rating of these? It's a good point, Jeffy. I do actually think there is something to do that. Um, theory of Possible. Mind, which is Possible. when you are eating a lot and like gorging <clears throat> yourself on food all the time, mm -hmm. but the food you eat winds up being much less exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, you, when you don't eat for a long period of time or like you're on a diet or something, um, you, we can hear your mics on, Pat. Oh, yeah. Um, what time are we out? Oh, yeah. What time are we out? We're looking at <laughs> when you don't eat for a while and then you have something delicious, it tastes, it's like life-changing. Yes. Oh, You yes. know, it really does uh, set you up. So that could be yeah. part of it, I will yeah, admit. Yeah. But I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a huge candy guy anyway, <laughs> honestly. Like, I'm usually not either, but 
Yeah, me either. Me I love these. Loved uh, these. Yeah, you're a big candy guy. I'm not. I'm a big not. Candy no, guy Pat, uh, I'm talking about. Oh, Jeffy is. Candy guy either. I you mean, just I, really you're a big <laughs> guy in every way. He really doesn't. He really doesn't do much sweets at all, right? You don't. You're mostly a non-sweet guy. You know, except for you know. A few things here and there. Like everything Nestle does in, in Hershey, probably, yeah, I mean, right? Most, most stuff Dove, in Hershey does I like. Dove chocolate yeah. is pretty good. That's okay. Most C's candy you'll Other do. Other than that, good diet. But, I mean, mostly <laughs> not a sweet guy. No, not at ice all. cream. I mean, you'll do some ice cream and cake and pudding. Well, all right. right? A little bit. And pie. Well, but, yeah. but other than those things. Yeah, well, baked goods, any baked goods. Uh, any cookies, baked goods, yeah. Um, well, not going to be on Icings, <laughs> frostings, uh, anything in the icing or frosting family, uh, buttercream. Sugar, straight mm -hmm. sugar. Yep. Like uh, Chicken parmesan, which yeah. isn't sweet, but he still eats a lot of it. You put mm -hmm. sugar on it, though. Takes, takes it right up another notch. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't I'm sure, it? I'm sure. Like, if you poured sugar all over these candy bars, it'd be even better. Oh, my God. Um, obesity. Speaking of all this, obesity <laughs> now kills more people worldwide than car crashes. Mm. What? Terror attacks and Alzheimer's. And combined. But other than that, Fake combined. News. I mean, I, I do think a lot. You know of what this you say to that, though? Good. Yeah. Really? Because that means people are eating food. That means people yeah. aren't starving to death, which is a really bad way to go. Yeah. Right? I know, mean, isn't doesn't that say a lot about? This is this is a new problem. The world yeah. Has. It is something that we look at as a real negative. An overabundance reality, of food. An overabundance is a problem uh, you don't necessarily mind all that much. It's yeah. at least curable, right? It's, it was a... Uh-oh. Oh, no, you dropped... You oh, don't no. really need to pick them up in the middle of the show. <laughs> you could have... Had to get them. Three-second rule, because I'm still going to eat them. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. That's, that was, <laughs> that's a, hit the floor, you picked it up. This is like a bounce. Well, you know, because Jeffy's walking around here all the time, the floor's got to be clean. Right? You know? Yeah, that's... Thank you. Uh, I'm going to put this that right mean? back. You're gross. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I'm always uh, surprised. I never know if these obesity stories are legitimate because people use these things for so, I mean, every purpose. Yeah. Um, but 7% of all deaths globally, uh, obesity contributed to. I don't know exactly don't what know that means. That. Of the 20 largest, uh, largest com uh, countries in the world, the U.S. has the worst rate of childhood obesity, with well, 13% of children now obese. Look, there's obviously a line here. You get to uh, certain levels. Mm -hmm. uh, Boy, no kidding. Yeah. Well, that's a fact. To get to certain levels. Yeah, to get to certain levels is really problematic. However, uh, studies have also shown that people who are uh, just moderately obese actually live longer uh, than people who are in uh, at normal right. weight or below mm -hmm. normal weight. And people like you know, like myself, that have been you know, athletic most of their lives, and uh, you know, now are you know, Sedentary. moderately obese. Mm -hmm. um, you know, live. Fat as a pig is a, uh, translate that to fat as a pig. That's not really. That's not what I, you know. If you know. want to see an example of Jeffy being athletically overweight, <laughs> like, look at this task. Is this a physical task you've ever seen anyone else accomplish? <laughs> look at that. I love that. I love that photo. You know, that will be the photo at your funeral. We put up as like this is the Jeffy we remember. Oh. Him with six hundred and forty-five thousand Stoker's animal crackers. Those you know, are good, man. the entire animal kingdom was wiped out after this incident. Uh, <laughs> and I like here, the towel to wipe off this flop sweat is also sitting there. <laughs> exactly Ick. what that is, too. Ick. <laughs>
<laughs> they are the longest tide. Yes. Uh, on Think Tank yesterday, they actually tried to analyze in a slightly more uh, respective way, I guess, really? uh, than we did. Hmm. All right. Okay. So here's, here's my theory on, um, on what Trump uh, is doing, what the strategy is. Because didn't it seem like there was no clear strategy, right? Do you think there's a strategy behind the unclear strategy? I do. <laughs> I do. I do. Chaos wins. Mm. Chaos wins right now. Uh, if you can control the chaos and you, you can pick an enemy and polarize it, you bet there's a strategy. That's like what's happening in the Middle East, too. Uh -huh. Wow. Uh -huh. Try this. Trump tweets on Friday. Sekolo joins the team. He sent out to say, no, that's not true. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Unless you couple it with a story that we had earlier last week, and that is, who are the Republicans running against in 2018? The media. The media. The only place that Donald Trump is making any traction, or so he thinks, is against the media, to discredit the media. So the people who like Donald Trump are going to excuse Donald Trump for whatever. It's, it's the birther. As, as Donald Trump was touting the birther thing, I kept saying that he loves that. <laughs> President Obama loves that. The way to stop this birther thing was four, six, eight years ago to release it immediately and get it done. What happened? They release something, but they don't release the actual certificate. Well, we're not sure with it. Bull crap, you're the president of the United States, you can find the birth certificate. That birther movement helped discredit the people who are against. What is he doing? People don't have faith in the media. He's sending up somebody who we do have faith in to argue with the media back and forth and say, it's just you guys in the media are spinning this. Well, no, it doesn't make sense. But as you said, nobody's listening anymore. Nobody cares. So all they see is a guy that they kind of trust, the guy that they kind of know, arguing with people in the media. They're at it again. So do you think Jay sold out? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't want to say that. I don't know. I wouldn't want to say that either. I don't know. I, 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 options. He either sold out, he believes it, or he's confused. Which is it? Well, no, there's the, sure. there's the forced into a camp as well. It's better than the other side. Well, that's, that's sold out. That's, that's sold out. Um, no, yeah, that's, that's absolutely not. the same thing as selling out. Not, no, oh, the Nazis forced me to do it. Well, they were not talking well, There the were people not, that, we're not, that we're not stood not up to it. We're not talking the Nazis. No, but when you're, if you're misleading the American people, if he is lying to the American people to cover for Trump, then, then that's disturbing. There, I don't care if he was bribed or pushed into a corner. I, I would expect him to have enough ethics, ethics and guts to stand up to that. So which is it? Is he confused? Well, is wait, he wait, lying? wait, wait. He's no different or than you. Or has he sold out? He's no different than you. So what do you mean? He's no different than you. Where were your ethics with, with Donald Trump and all of the things that Donald Trump did? I know you. I know your ethics. Yeah, but Hang on, hold on. Okay. He's better than Hillary. He, we, we can't have that. We have to have the Supreme Court. So there's no difference, and it's not it's selling out. It's making a it's decision. It's different than defending a lie. I, I never defended the fact that Donald Trump did a lot of things I disagreed with. Right. I didn't, I didn't say, oh, he never said he didn't grope a woman and all this stuff. What I did say is I voted for him because of 
the pro-life in the Supreme Court issue. But to publicly defend something that would not be true, that, that's very different. I mean, I wouldn't Donald call that Trump a was though. Donald Trump was not my first choice. He wasn't most of America's first choice. Right. He was my seventeenth choice. The, I don't think that he's doing anything in his head mm -hmm. that is different than what you and most Americans he sees. So he's confused. If you or, want to call it that, or, he, he's he's he is he is settling because he sees the media being corrupt. He sees so no he's leadership. Lying to the American people because he thinks it's necessary. No, I mean, that's essentially selling he's out. Lying. I think the I choices think that you too. gave are true. Now, I don't know which camp he's in. It's hard to believe that he would be confused as smart as he is. It's hard yeah, to believe that he would not. sell out as smart as yeah. he is. But I do think that those are the only options that we have. I mean, what else no, would it no, be? No, you don't. Well, how, how do you get forced? Honestly, I'm genuinely asking, how do you get forced into that I think position? that's a great question. Read these two books. <laughs> Read these two books. You will understand it. It's called Cognitive Dissidence. Mm -hmm. You will understand it. It's in these two books. It's what I've been talking about for the last few weeks. It's not, he's not perceiving this as a lie. He is perceiving this as the only way that he can move the country to forward. To the greater good. To the greater good. And the that is the closest thing to the truth that he feels like he can and, grasp. And any crack in that cognitive dissidence mm -hmm. is, going to, uh, is going to be covered up by excuses yes. that will seem extraordinarily real to him and quite honestly, 90% right. of Americans, mm -hmm. if they were in his shoes. So he's thinking, okay, yes, this might not be 100% true, but what's the alternative? The he alternative thinking, is way worse. He might be thinking this. This guy is so stupid with his tweets. He is so out of control. But he's, he's wrongly accused with the Russians. He, do, he doesn't, I don't believe he has any connections to the Russians where he was double dealing and he's selling America out. He just has this tweet problem. That's he what it is. He has this tweet problem. He is, now he's then making things he worse for that, himself. Then why didn't he stick with that answer? He flip-flopped on Fox. He because couldn't decide. Because Trump, you work for Trump. Trump's not going to allow you to right. say that. Right, exactly. Trump right. will never allow you to yeah, say but, you're wrong. But, but I'm saying, but why didn't he stick with the answer that he's not under investigation? Seculo couldn't even say that. Brett was pushing him and he kept flipping. Because flip he knows it's not true. <laughs> right. And Jay's but smart. Right, but that's the problem. Read those books. Cognitive dissonance is so strong. And the harder you and push. And he's confused. And Seculo is confused. He's been. I, I, I would think it would be more of a, I think I, I'm taking more of a middle approach here. I think it's probably a case of the Washington Post not exactly reporting it altogether correctly. Yes. And because, so, there, and he said that we were, Glenn, you and I were watching, he was on some other show this morning. CNN we were this, morning. this morning. Yeah. And then the guy was like, why don't you just call and say, you know, so why don't you just call? You, you can, you have the ability to call them and ask. And he was like, look, you know, he didn't, he kind of sidestepped that and said, you know, there's a difference between investigation and inquiry. And he said something else. Now, my guess is that Mueller probably is investigating him for obstruction not investigating, but looking into obstruction of justice. Look, but here's the thing. He is investigating the West Wing. He's investigating all the president's men to figure out what happened. He is investigating. So by default, the president is under investigation. But that is not an so indictment. Why didn't Seculo say that? I don't know. <laughs> then he because should. Because he's they don't probably want to trapped. It. He's probably trapped because it, there was a story today about the people in the West Wing. They are no longer telling... Donald Trump not to tweet. They have spent months telling him, Mr. President, this is getting you in trouble. Don't tweet. Run them through. 
He won't listen, and he's getting so angry at the people telling him not to do it that he is starting to accuse them of being, you know, traitors and everything else. Like a child. That they've had enough. So now no one in the West Wing is willing to tell him, don't tweet. They're not willing to go there anymore. Can you believe we're talking about this? I mean, I know you can believe it, but it just... It makes perfect sense, though. So if they continue to den not really deny it, but just not confirm that there's an actual investigation, let's say there's an inquiry or whatever. Well, eventually, it'll get out that the Washington Post was wrong. So if they continue to delay and say, no, 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 and they just continue to do what he was doing today and just delay, 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 eventually, it'll come out that the press was wrong. So their goal of building chaos in the media will build chaos will in won. the media. That's all this is about, is run against the media. Build chaos in the media and make the media look bad.